Chapter Four of the Revolt of the Angels. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Revolt of the Angels by Anatole France, translated by Mrs. Wilfred Jackson. Chapter Four, which in its forceful brevity projects us to the limits of the actual world. Two months elapsed. The domestic upheaval did not subside and Monsieur Sariette's thoughts turned to the Freemasons. The papers he read were full of their crimes. Abbé Patouille deemed them capable of the darkest deeds, and believed them to be in league with the Jews and meditating the total overthrow of Christendom. Having now arrived at the acme of power, they wielded a dominating influence in all the principal departments of state. They ruled the chambers, there were five of them in the ministry, and they filled the Élysée. Having some time since assassinated a president of the Republic because he was a patriot, they were getting rid of the accomplices and witnesses of their execrable crime. Few days passed without Paris being terror-stricken at some mysterious murder hatched in their lodges, these were facts concerning which no doubt was possible. By what means did they gain access to the library? Monsieur Sariette could not imagine. What task had they come to fulfill? Why did they attack sacred antiquity and the origins of the church? What impious designs were they forming? A heavy shadow hung over these terrible undertakings. The Catholic archivist, feeling himself under the eye of the sons of Hiram, was terrified and fell ill. Scarcely had he recovered when he resolved to pass the night in the very spot where these terrible mysteries were enacted, and to take the subtle and dangerous visitors by surprise. It was an enterprise that demanded all his slender courage. Being a man of delicate physique and of nervous temperament, Monsieur Sariette was naturally inclined to be fearful. On the 8th of January, at nine o'clock in the evening, while the city lay asleep under a whirling snowstorm, he built up a good fire in the room containing the busts of the ancient poets and philosophers, and ensconced himself in an armchair at the chimney corner, a rug over his knees. On a small stand within reach of his hand were a lamp, a bowl of black coffee, and a revolver borrowed from the youthful Maurice. He tried to read his paper, La Croix, but the letters danced beneath his eyes. So he stared hard in front of him, saw nothing but the shadows, heard nothing but the wind, and fell asleep. When he awoke, the fire was out the lamp was extinguished leaving an acrid smell behind but all around the darkness was filled with milky brightness and phosphorescent lights he thought he saw something flutter on the table stricken to the marrow with cold and terror but upheld by a resolve stronger than any fear he rose approached the table and passed his hands over the cloth he saw nothing. Even the lights faded. But under his fingers he felt a folio wide open. 
He tried to close it. The book resisted, jumped up, and hit the imprudent librarian three blows on the head. Monsieur Sariette fell down unconscious. Since then things had gone from bad to worse. Books left their allotted shelves in greater profusion than ever, and sometimes it was impossible to replace them. They disappeared. Monsieur Sariette discovered fresh losses daily. The Bolandists were now an imperfect set. Thirty volumes of exegesis were missing. He himself had become unrecognizable. His face had shrunk to the size of one's fist and grown yellow as a lemon. His neck was elongated out of all proportion. His shoulders drooped. The clothes he wore hung on him as on a peg. He ate nothing, and at the Cremerie de Quatre-Evêques he would sit with dull eyes and bowed head, staring fixedly and vacantly at the saucer where in a muddy juice floated his stewed prunes. He did not hear old Guénardon relate how he had at last begun to restore the Delacroix paintings at St. Sulpice. Monsieur René de Parvieux, when he heard the unhappy curator's alarming reports, used to answer dryly, "'These books have been mislaid. They are not lost. Look carefully, Monsieur Sariette. Look carefully, and you will find them.' And he murmured behind the old man's back, "'Poor old Sariette is in a bad way.' "'I think,' replied Abbé Patouille, that his brain is going. End of chapter 4